Do you dream about sports like I do? Thanks for tuning in to Sliders and Curveballs. I'm here with Joseph. Welcome to the show. How was the Celtics game versus Atlanta last night? And I'm here with Bob, and, and he was at the Celtics game last night, um, and he drove back late last night. Um, did, you, did you have a good time in Boston? Very good time in Boston. Went uh, with my dad and brother. He went to the Celtics-Hawks games last, last night, and uh, the Celtics seeked out a close win, 112 to 107. Now, you had the opportunity to see Vince Carter in one of his last games at the Boston Garden. He's had a lot of memories there. Uh, you weren't watching it on television, obviously, as I was. Um, Danny Ainge presented him a nice um, piece of the original parquet floor at the, at the Garden and the, a photo of the very first shot he ever took and the first points he ever scored, I believe. Wow, I didn't, I didn't catch that. Was that a ceremony they did before the game? Yeah, it was a nice little honor saying thank you for playing four decades in the NBA. Yeah, it's unbelievable. He, uh, he got a nice hand from the crowd all night. Um, he ended up scoring 10 points, hit a couple three-pointers. I think he had 10 down, and 9. Pulled down this 9 is... rebounds and had uh, also had 4 assists. Can we do that in our 40s? Yeah, I, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> and who were some of the other players yesterday that impressed you? I know Trey Young. Joe, Joe did uh, Trey Young play yesterday? No. So Trey Young was a was a late scratch. He was supposed to play, but then I guess an ankle the ankle injury, uh, he's had a sprained ankle a little bit lately, uh, held him back. They, they scratched him at about 6 p.m. Okay. Jason Tatum for the Celtics played well. He had 32 points. And uh, Romeo Langford their uh, first round pick the 14th pick of the draft had a nice uh 28 minute stint last night where he scored 16 points and had uh, five rebounds Do including you the including the big rebound when atlanta was trying to tie the game uh it was 110 107 atlanta had the ball shooting some three-pointers to try to tie it and uh, romeo langford came up with a big rebound uh and then got fouled to uh, put the two free throws in and, and seal the game for the celtics I'm really intrigued to see what the Celtics will be like after the All-Star break, especially if they can get everybody healthy. It seems like one of their wing players is out regularly. To be able to see that team fully functional will be exciting. Joseph, do you remember um, when I went over to the box score with you in the morning, Who had wh- which big guy had the double-double yesterday? Um, big guy had a double-double. Was it? Um, Cantor. Cantor, how did, how did how, what did you think of him? Do you think he's he's a big strong guy? He's and a big strong guy, and he's a he's a really good rebounder and uh, and scorer right around the basket. That's fantastic. Yeah, so and that was again, an exciting game. Sorry, and again to um, piggyback your point about wing players being out, they were without Hayward and Jalen Brown last night. Two was, more two more injuries. Now Joe's favorite player came back. Who he came, who came back last night, Joe? I wanted to ask the question. Um, was Taco Time there? Taco Time was not there last night. He wasn't even dressed. He must be up in Maine right now. So he must be playing for Maine. He's only on that how many day contract, Joe? Well, they started with 50. Now they're at like 30 games. So is it like a 40? Is it what? what, what it's, a it's a partial day, contract? 50 day contract. I believe it's called a two way contract where and he. He's got to play so many games in Maine, and he could be dressed for so many games in Boston. So usually when one of the centers is down, they do tend to bring him up. But mm-hmm. um, who came back yesterday, though, that uh, we got to see play one game in Boston when we were there last uh. week, and but we missed him in playing uh. one game, too? Um, Kemba Walker. <laughs> and, he, and how did he do yesterday, um, in your opinion, Bob? 
Kemba played played pretty well. He looked a little rusty from missing two or three games with the injury. I they, think he had uh, 16 points and six assists. They said after the game that he felt no knee pain whatsoever. So that's not exactly. bad. Exactly. Knee pain. And he had to knock the rust off a little bit. That's that's a good thing that he didn't have the knee pain. Absolutely. That he got through the game. And they've got a tough schedule coming up. Uh, eight. Their next eight games are against Western Conference teams. Seven of the eight have uh, winning records. It'll be interesting to see where they are in a month and if they're really going to be true contenders to possibly win the East. Well, we are ecstatic to have you here today. You are our first guest in our new studio home. Um, we are back from our live podcasting weekend in Boston and back in Connecticut. We had such a good time last week, right, Joe? We, and did, so, two, we did two podcasts in Boston. Yep. So we're excited to be back home. And I was thinking on the ride over here, how do I want to introduce Bob Sokolowski, our good friend, and, I, and I, who we nickname Bus Bob? Um, and I thought to myself, you remember a couple of years ago they had that commercial, Most Interesting Man in the World? I think it was for Dos Equis. Stay thirsty, my friend, right? He's, he always used to say, um, I made a mistake once just to see what it felt like. Well, I think they had the wrong guy. We have the most interesting man in the world with us today in the studio. Let me introduce you to Bob Sokolowski. Okay, I don't even know how you have 30 minutes free to even be with us here today. Great dad and multiple jobs. He works for ESPN. He is the senior scheduling coordinator. He works for college football. He is a replay communicator, works with the officials. And his third job, when he just can't get enough sports, he owns RJ's Tours, which goes on regular trips to a lot of the greatest sports venues in all of New England, concerts. He does everything from horse racing to concerts to tennis to golf to baseball, local teams to football. I mean... 99% of your week is sports. Absolutely. All right, so let's talk a little bit about ESPN. Um, how did you get started with the company, and, and, and how long have you been there, and, and, and how did you get into uh, the current position that you're in now? Okay, so first off, I just want to say thank you very much for the uh, intro and having me. Mike and Joseph, really appreciate it. Happy to be here. You're welcome. Um, so I've been with ESPN now for almost 20 years. Uh, February sixteenth wow. will be my uh, twenty-year anniversary. Oh, look at that! It's coming up. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. I actually started in the mailroom. Um, I, I was in my twenties. I was working at restaurants and bars, waiting tables, and bartending. And I was I was looking for something different, a more um, interesting job, more interesting career. Uh, so I went over to one of the temp agencies at the time called Kelly Services and asked them what kind of positions they had. And they asked me what, you know, what kind of interests I have. And I said, I'd love to work in sports. And they said to me, we have the perfect opportunity for you. We have a position at ESPN in Bristol in the mailroom. And at the time I was living down in East Haven. But as a kid, it was always a dream of mine to work for ESPN. Um, so I, I took the position as a temp getting in the door in the mailroom, uh, and it was a six-month position. So my goal when I got in there as a temp was to get hired by ESPN full-time. And at the about the five-month point, when I only had a month left to go of my temp assignment, 
a position, opened up a full-time position in the mailroom, opened up with ESPN. Um, I applied for the position and got hired. And one of the policies, once you started um, with the company in the mailroom, uh, which is really an entry-level position, is you have to be in the position for at least six months before you start applying for different positions throughout ESPN. Then they give you a little chance to kind of branch out and see what other departments you might have an interest in. Absolutely. In the mailroom, you're getting into all the buildings and seeing many different departments, so you're learning and meeting a lot of different people, which turned out to be great. So at my six months, I started applying out um, internally to other positions within the company. I applied for five positions right at my six-month date at the mailroom because I was just looking to advance my career from an entry-level position into something further along at ESPN. So I applied for five positions, ended up getting four interviews for four different groups, um, ended up getting offered two different positions within the company, one with the um, management operations group as a scheduling coordinator, and that's the that's the position I chose and the position that I'm still in uh, right now with the company. So that's I've been great. there. Uh, been in this position for 19 and a half years. I'm glad they're taking care of you. Talk talk to us a little bit about, Joseph, would you like to hear a little bit about um, what he does? What's what's a typical day then as a scheduling coordinator at ESPN? So a typical day is I'm, I'm, build, I'm really building schedules, monthly schedules. We're working 30 to 60 days ahead and uh, my current assignments are the producer schedules and the coordinating producer schedules. Great. Both so you, for studio production, the okay. domestic side. So um, Sports Center, primarily Sports Center, but then some NFL Live, Outside the Lines, Baseball Tonight, Studio Wraps for college basketball, college football. So you get an opportunity to see a lot of the big um, sports athletes that come through ESPN and then also work with a lot of the on-air talent. Yes, absolutely. That's exciting. Yeah, it really is. You you basically watch sports for a living. I do. I love it. Now, tell us a little bit about probably one of our inspirations for actually starting the podcast. We were like, Bob is so into sports and he gets to do it all the time. And it's a great opportunity. I I said, Joe, why don't you and I do something special? And we try and create a way that we'll be able to share our love of sports and then also learn some things together. Now, Joe, you had a question for Bob in in regards to his, his, his second job, right? Yeah. Tell our listeners about your V point job. Okay, so I was um, hired before this past season as a replay communicator, which is pretty much an assistant to the replay official in the CIP. The CIP stands for the Colonial Conference, the Ivy League, and the Patriot League. Okay. So some of the Colonial teams, for example, are, you know, as far north as Maine, University of Maine, and as far south as Elon University. Ivy League, Yale, Harvard, Penn, Princeton, Columbia, Patriot League, um, Bucknell, Lehigh, Lafayette, Holy Cross. Tell our listeners, is this like college, NFL? No, this is this is college college football. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then so, what would some of your assignments be as the replay um, replay co- uh, communicator? So, some of my assignments include um, so I'm sitting in the booth in the replay booth next to the replay official and also the tech. The tech is handling 
the video portion of the feeds, getting making sure the the feeds are are all brought in and everything's correct with that. Um, so I'm one of my assignments is counting the offense or the defense every play to make sure there's 11 guys on the field. If there's not, this is a situation where we could buzz down to the officials and say, hey, we counted 12 guys. There needs to be a flag from this play. Um, another one of my responsibilities is all scoring plays and all turnovers are reviewed by the replay official. Okay. So after a scoring play, the replay official on his monitor is looking at the play to make sure to confirm that it was a touchdown or to confirm that a fumble was a fumble. And I have an IFB and I'm, I'm calling down to the referee on the field and saying red light or green light. Look at that. So when green we're watching light meeting, sorry, green light meeting touchdown, touchdown or score stands red light, meaning we need more time to look at this. Don't let the extra point get kicked yet. Look at that. So we're watching the game and Joe's just starting to watch football. He watched a lot of in the playoff run go leading up to the Super Bowl. Yep. It's because it's a complicated game. There's a lot of things to be able to understand. We have a lot of young listeners and second grade listening and their moms and dads they're trying to learn about sports as well. So as this game starts to unfold in front of us, Bob is a major factor in controlling whether or not points are allowed in a game or if there's a flag on a play, what needs to be looked at, or there's only allowed to be 11 players on the field. So every single time the offense and the defense is up, you're literally pointing and doing a quick count on the line and everything else to make sure that they don't have an extra player, which would be, you know, basically over the limit. Yes, I'm counting, like if I'm on the left side of the booth, I'm counting the team on the left all game long. And the replay official, if he's on the right side of the booth, he's counting the team on the right all day long to make sure we have every play is going off and there's only 11 players. I'm sorry, did you have a quick question, Joe? Uh, yes. Do you do like LSU um, No. UConn? No, no LSU or UConn. LSU's in a conference called the ACC, uh-huh. and UConn is in a conference called the AAC, uh, but they're now going independent um, after after this season. What does independent mean? Independent okay. is a team that's is a team that's not in a, a specific conference. So UConn is an independent. Notre Dame is an independent. Uh, some other independents, I think. LSU. LSU is in the ACC conference. Uh-huh. Or no, SEC or SEC. Oh, SEC. Okay, and so independent—that's where UConn is going to be next year. They're—they're not going to be in a conference for football because their basketball is moving back to the Big East. So they're going to be on on their own. They're going to be independent as it relates to things. Although I there's no one in their conference. Right. They're going to just schedule individual games. Although I read this week that it looks like they're going to they're going to use replay officials from the ACC. Okay. I, and so I, 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 I think that that's I who they're going to use that, for their independent. But that makes sense. Yeah, their I independent games. So. so are you going to be one? No, I'm in the uh, CIP, which is the Colonial okay. um, so Ivy League. So that's like and the West League. Coast League? No, the, that's the, the CIP is, is in the East Coast. Oh. It's all on the East Coast. So a lot of the Ivy League schools um, and what – Ivy League, can you, how do you how do they do their scholarships? Do you know, or are there there are no scholarships? I believe the Ivy League scholarships are limited. They're, they're I different. I don't, I don't know. These are some of the most successful exactly. um, schools and students that there are out there, and they're but they're still um, playing sports at the same time as 
doing all of their majors. Mm-hmm. I know the Ivy League uh, schools are not eligible for uh, the playoffs. The the FCS, which is the division that I am in, has college football playoff, and uh, the Ivy League schools are not eligible to make the to make the playoffs. Now, how do you how do you prepare for all of the different rules that are involved with football? I understand that there's conferences that you go to. Are you required to to watch games and things like that to, to kind of sharpen your skills in regards to? I know that as it relates to the NFL, there's a lot of um, thoughts in regards to the fair catch rule and and targeting and all these other little elements. Fumble. Exactly. So there are there are two. Uh, big replay clinics every year. The National Replay Clinic is May 1st and 2nd in Chicago. Okay. That's with all the replay officials and communicators across the country um, from every conference, and they're going over rules, new rules, new interpretations of rules, uh, video. There's another uh, replay clinic in July, which is just just our conference, all the replay officials and the communicators to again go over rules, changes, interpretations, watch video, uh, catch no catch, targeting. Targeting is such a such a big call, and it's so important to get it right. Sure, uh, for um, the health of the players. Yes, I mean you must be at home watching NFL games and just are you calling out all these scenarios in your mind, saying, uh, you know that it's 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 kind of like you're you're almost in the huddle and you you know what's happening almost at the same at the at the moment that it's happening are you are you almost calling the plays on on during the NFL games yeah more more so in college games because NFL the the rules are different the replay rules are different for one example in a, in the NFL you could um, replay pass interference and that call there's no replaying of pass interference in college football there's a, there's a couple other rule differences from NFL and college but when I'm w- sitting down watching a college game I'm absolutely tuned in to replays and looking at targets and and different things like that. You really watch the game a lot different a lot than the average fan. Absolutely. 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 And I'm sure that all the conferences, they really keep you kind of sharp and up to date on all the things that are going on. Yes, So absolutely. you have a conference coming up. Yes, in uh, May 1st and 2nd in Chicago. And then you end up doing a lot of traveling to all these different stadiums. As it relates to... Um, the teams that you're currently with, what's what's one of your favorite stadiums as far as like the fan experience? So Dartmouth, uh, Dartmouth was my favorite press box that I was in this year. I believe I went to seven different schools, and the Dartmouth uh, Dartmouth press box was was really nice, really nice, and it had one of the best views um, of all the all the stadiums I was at this year. Nice. So and when so, in addition to the to the um, meetings, we also have weekly quizzes that are sent out with three plays from any level of college football, usually usually Division One, from a previous week or a previous month or a previous year to just look at them and see where, where these plays confirm, stand, or reverse. Um, there, so there's that quiz that comes out every week. So they're so. constantly testing you, keeping you sharp. Yes. Do you remember, Joseph, when we were in Orlando and we went to the NBA experience, we actually sat in the, now this was for the NBA, but we sat in the replay room and what they would do is they put up on the monitor, we, we were going against each other, do you remember? They put up on the monitor yeah. something, whether it was like a charge or a foul or if a guy stepped out of bounds, and then Joseph would have to buzz in really quickly in real time just checking out this replay. It's It's... You do it very easily from your couch. Yeah. But when you're actually in front of 
the TV and everybody's relying on you to do the call in a quick time period and say if something was a block or something was a foul. Do you remember? You did pretty good, Joe. Yeah, and if you guys are listening, um, Bob has more jobs. He's got an unlimited amount of jobs. <laughs> the, our favorite job is getting ready to come up. We're going to talk a little bit about that one. Um, but it's it's a lot harder than it looks, so I give you guys a lot of credit. When you're at home, you say, oh, how could the re- how could the officials not rule that a catch? Or, or you see things from different angles, but we have to trust <laughs> that you guys are going to have the best on-game and field experience and have it be as fair as possible. Yeah, it's really, it's hard for the officials. It's bang, bang. Everything, everything's happening so quickly um, on these plays, and these athletes are so big, strong, and athletic. I think I think replay for all sports is is awesome, and it's still got to be enhanced at some levels. I mean, there was a goaltending call that they missed in an NBA game last night, uh, Portland and Utah, that decided the outcome of the game. In the officials post game in the locker room after watching the video, admitted they made a mistake, missed the goaltend, and you know Utah won a basketball game on a on a goaltend call that should have been tied up and, and gone to overtime. Sure, that was with Damian Lillard involved. Damian Lillard shot. And the thing is, I like the fact that they admit that there was something wrong, but it doesn't change anything. That's still going to be a loss in the standings, and all the fans went home thinking this this wasn't called right. So correct, but they have. A, I think they have a chance to change it in the future due to plays like this. Maybe the the league, the NBA, looks at goal, a goaltending call in the last minute of a game if it's within five points or. Put some rule in place where this is a reviewable play. And last night, the, based on the current NBA rules, it's not a reviewable play. So some of these mistakes actually could change future policy. Correct, absolutely. How do you, the have, NFL time, how do you have time to go on vacation with all these jobs? I've got to try to fit it in there somewhere. <laughs> Look at the whole year and try to find a week in June or August or... Do you ever Somewhere. get, like, a break from all those jobs, or do you just got to go, like, I, you have I, a shift and then got to drive over to another place and do that shift? I get a little bit of a break. I'll try to take a week off somewhere in uh, August before the before the college football season ramps up again. I think one of the keys is you're a, a master scheduling coordinator, so you're actually scheduling your whole life around the sports. So you got the off season. you got when you have to be on the field, when you have to be behind the scenes and behind the cameras. And then when all of that wraps up, we got the third job we're going to. You are the owner of RJ's Tours. And RJ's Tours basically is takes buses and fans from a lot of different Connecticut pickup spots to go see some of the coolest sporting events, concerts in the New England area. Um, I know Joe has a question for you. What types of trips trips are coming up okay so thank you for asking about rj's tours and this kind of fits right into more of my uh scheduling aspect of things uh scheduling trips and scheduling the bus and scheduling for tickets so to answer your question joe some of our 2020 trips uh right now include um some baseball games we've got the pittsburgh pirates and new york yankees we're going out to City Field for the Dodgers and the New York Mets. Uh, we have the Chicago Cubs at the New York Yankees. Uh, a rare appearance by the Cubs at Yankee Stadium. The last time the Cubs have played a regular season game in Yankee Stadium was not since 2014. And we're going to visit one of the best 
baseball stadiums in MLB, Fourth uh, of July weekend, PNC Park in Pittsburgh for the Red Sox and Pirates series. Go mm -hmm. Red Sox! Exactly. Yeah, I've heard that the <laughs> Pittsburgh Park is fantastic, and then a lot of these Yankee fans, uh, they're excited to see the Bronx Bombers do really well, so that'll be exciting. And then Cubs fans, what a great following and a chance to see the Cubs come to the East Coast. Absolutely. And then we've got some uh, non-baseball trips, too. We've got a NASCAR trip that'll be our first NASCAR trip uh, to Loudoun, New Hampshire. Uh, we're going to do the U.S. Open tennis. We're also going to do the U.S. Open golf in, uh, in June. And then come April, the NFL schedule gets announced around the middle of the month. So we'll try to have all our NFL and maybe one college football trip out there uh, by the end of April. What are some of your favorite trips that you've done so far? Now, I, I went to Belmont with you, and it was really fun to see the horse racing. And a lot of my friends and listeners will acknowledge that I don't like to drive. So, I mean, I almost got lost on the way to the studio, and it's <laughs> five minutes from the house. But um, the opportunity to take your family or get together with the guys um, or a, a ladies' trip and not have to think about where you want to go, where you want to park, how you're going to get there, how you're going to get home, and to just go enjoy yourself. Basically, you do all the thinking. You buy the tickets. You, you get us on the bus. We have a little breakfast. We get on over there, and you get the com camaraderie of being with a whole bunch of fans and, and having a great experience. Plus, I won at Belmont that day, right? That, that's a good thing. So, um, from the Where's main, from Belmont? the well, that was the horse racing day that I went to with with uh, Bob. We went out to New York, and so what are what are some of your favorite trips that you've already done so far? So, I would say some of my favorite trips. I like all the trips. It's um, we've met. I've met so many new people, new friends. Um, we've had great people on all of our trips. It's just been unbelievable. I've been doing this for a year and a half, and really enjoy doing it. Some of my favorite trips are New York Jets football games. And um, one of the reasons why is the, the field access that they offer is just incredible. Um, NFL teams don't offer this. The Jets are one of the only teams in the league that offer it. It's included. Uh, they, don't, they don't charge anything extra for it. You know, all of, all of the people, half of the people on our bus trips are getting down the field right on the sideline um, cool. to see NFL teams warm up right on the field, 20 to 25 people. That's incredible. For, for every Jets game. And I know that that was going to be one of Joe's questions is what is a game day experience? So a lot of times, so far I think, is it just with your NFL teams or have you done a little bit of NBA as well? It's just been with the NFL teams. Uh, it's just really been with the Jets. I'm seeing that more and more teams just are offering it. So when you go or, to Jets games, let's say this year they're playing against the Patriots. Maybe they'll play the Patriots. Maybe they, maybe they'll play the Steelers, which have a big following. Um, maybe they'll play against the Bills or the Broncos, whatever it may be. You have the opportunity if, that if you're one of the first, um, how many people is it? First twenty people to to sign up, paid in full, get the field access where so they'll you, spend, you know, forty five minutes down on the sideline, look on the at visiting that. team sideline. Spend 45 minutes before the game and see players warm up. And do they let you take they pictures down there? Take pictures. They, Some people on our trips have met players this year. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, uh, Sam Darnold, Robbie Anderson. We had four Jets trips this year. We did the, the Cowboys Jets, the Steelers Jets, the Patriots Jets, and the Dolphins Jets. One interesting part about that is all four trips, there were more, many more fans of the opposing teams 
Cowboys, Steelers, Patriots fans, then Jets fans. Look oh, at that. wins? Wins or some losers? I think, it, I think the Jets were 2-2 two and two in the, out of the four games. That's so yeah. exciting, though. So you could take your son or daughter. Yeah. They can go see their favorite teams. It's not a very far ride. And then you get right on down to the grass, take pictures of these, basically these giants who are getting ready to play, and you can see them kind of warming up. They got their coats on. They got their helmets on. It, it would be what, – what a memory. Absolutely. And we also have a um, – we do a full tailgate before the football games. We get to MetLife Stadium or other stadiums for, for other games about three and a half hours before the game. Uh, my wife is – my wife Heidi is a, uh, a chef. She loves doing the tailgate. She puts on a great spread. We always have enough food for everybody. Um, people eat – people even going on, going on the field will eat before field access, and then they'll come back and eat after field access and then get into the game for, in their seats for, uh, for kickoff. Yeah, shout out to Heidi. She had some of the best cookies and brownies that I've ever had. Thank you. So that's what started the trip off nice. And um, it was just such a fun experience to be able to go someplace with a bunch of friends and then to come on back home. Now, how would our listeners find you? You, We can like you on Facebook, obviously, RJ's Tours. And then do you you have a website? Yes, we also have a website where all of our trips are listed. Uh, we have pictures from previous trips. You could sign up for trips on our website. And our website is RJS Tours rjstours.com and then you've, you've also sent out some newsletter notifications as well which gives you a little bit of an idea of what's coming up so if you want to buy something have a special um, event to look forward to Father's Day um, you're doing something where you want to take your dad and have a great memory for his birthday look at this you can go right on down to the field with one of Bob's tours or you can go to great stadiums and parks and be able to create great memories with each other. Absolutely. That sounds Absolutely. like a lot of fun. You can sign up for the newsletter right on our website. At the bottom of the homepage, you just put in your email address. Uh, we send out the email newsletters about once every two months. And if you don't enjoy receiving receiving them, which I hope you wouldn't, you can opt out at any time. And you're not limited to just sports either. You're starting to branch out into doing things. You have brewery tours. Um, you're you're going to be doing stuff with music as well. Yeah. So we've got um, some more adult-oriented trips, I would say. Is our first brewery trip is coming up Saturday, March 7th. We're going to visit uh, six different breweries in Connecticut, one of, them, one of which is just opening today, the Bare Hands Brewery out in uh, Putnam, Connecticut. We've also got the a couple horse racing events, the Belmont Stakes, coming up in June, and we're going to do Saratoga in August, Saturday, August 1st. And then we've got some concerts we're looking at doing, which we'll also have great tailgates for before the show. Um, some concerts we're looking at are uh, Jimmy Buffett at the Tweeter Center in Mansfield, Massachusetts, Kenny Chesney at MetLife Stadium, Motley Crue at City Field, and we are looking into Guns N' Roses as well at MetLife Stadium. Now, so Joe knows I'm a big Guns N' Roses fan. And I'm already signed, sealed, and delivered. Green light from the wife. Brewery tour. Very nice. Shout out to Uncle Lou. Thanks for talking me into yes. that one. That's going to be a fun day. Can't wait to have my, Mike and Uncle Lou on the trip. Absolutely. Looking and forward to it. What now, about me? Joseph, you're, you're off of that one until you're uh, at this, least in your late 20s. This one's adults only. Adults only. But I will tell you. Now, Joe, do you know that he actually, um, Bob, I think it was last year, you actually do some overnighters. We do. Uh, as of right now, the only overnight trip we are scheduled for is the uh, Red Sox Pirates, which okay. is 4th of July weekend. It's, a little, it's about seven and a half hours out there, so it's a little, far to do, a little far to do in one day. And last year, I think you did, was it Camden? 
we did Camden Yards. It ended up being uh, the hottest weekend of the year in Baltimore. One of the days was 105 degrees, and the, uh, the next day was 108 with a feels-like temperature of 125. Oh, gosh. It well, was it was crazy. The thing is, Thank you God can't, for good air conditioning in the hotel. You can't control you can't control the weather on these trips, so they really are little miniature adventures, yeah. as we know from the maiden voyage. Yes, and yes. so that's I was just exciting. Say if you want mm-hmm. to, Mike, you were on our very first trip to Yukon, uh, Syracuse, Ben's basketball game at Madison Square Garden, November fifteenth, two thousand eighteen. That is when we kicked off RJ's tours with our very first trip. And it was an interesting one. Absolutely. And you know, UConn got the only real memory that I have to take from that is UConn beat Syracuse at Madison Square Garden. We'll leave it at that. Yes. And I will tell you, now the last, just going back to Boston for a second, we're undefeated at this table right now with Boston in the last week or so, right? They've taken down uh, Philly, Philly, Golden, Golden State, State, Atlanta, Atlanta, Orlando. So, I mean, the more games that we attend in person, we could basically lead these guys right to the championship. Am I correct? Keep it going. Let's keep it going. How do we get to Oklahoma City tomorrow for 2.30, 3.30? Joe, do you want to go to Oklahoma City tomorrow? <laughs> He's shaking his head. Well, listen, we wanted to thank you so much, Bob, for being our very first studio guest. You probably have to shoot on off right now to go to go work on another job, but please don't pick up a fourth job. We thank you for all the things that you do at ESPN. We love the fact that you're a replay official, and it's so interesting for you to take us inside the game. And then RJ's Tours, I mean, what a fun concept to be able to get get to places safely and to be able to have a great time and, and create great memories, enjoying games together. You are a sports maniac. I'm jealous. I want to join you on all these jobs. But we thank you so much for coming on into our sports um, fun that we that we Joe and I do. And uh, we're going to bring you back on again. Let's let's see if we can talk in the future about some of the other projects you have coming up. Awesome. I look forward to it. Love the show, guys. Thank you very much for having me, Mike and Joseph. Really appreciate you guys uh, having me on today. And look forward to seeing you on some future trips and uh, Mm -hmm. seeing you outside of trips as well. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Thanks, guys. And uh, we'll be back in a few minutes with uh, Sliders and Curveballs. Thanks for staying with us. Welcome back, everybody. That was exciting to have Bob come be with us. Did you have fun uh, interviewing him, Joe? Yeah, had a great time. Best interview ever. I mean, the thing is, he's got such jobs. He's got such interesting jobs. I mean, he gets to basically, when he's not doing sports, he's doing more sports. When he's not doing those, he's doing more sports. So it's it's to do sports for a living. Who could have a better job than that? Now, one thing I think you know, we didn't do our Twitter challenge, Joe. Oh yeah, I forgot. Now, did you have somebody in mind? Mm, I think it's. I think you gave me a little hint that it was probably going to be because now the NFL football season is over. Did you have a Twitter challenge? Somebody that you wanted to tag and invite to come into the studio or be a be a guest with us, even remote, because we can do yeah. we can do live interviews in the studio in Connecticut via the phone as well. Who do you want to invite to come on Sliders and Curveballs? Patrick Mahomes. So you want the Super Bowl MVP from the Kansas City Chiefs. All right. Well, the Chiefs had a great comeback. Uh, They took down the 49ers. Now, when we did our 12 minutes to an NFL champion, um, I had the Ravens. 
you had the Texans. We did not get anything the, right. Well, we did not get the Super Bowl correct, but we did not get the Super Bowl wrong either because both of us did have who the losing. 40, the four San Francisco 49ers <laughs> to a LOSS. Okay, so they did take on the loss. So that we knew. We just didn't know which AFC team was going to take them down. So we invite Patrick Mahomes. If you're free, you're done celebrating, you're done with Disney, reach out to us. We'll bring you on the show, um, and we'd love to be able to talk to you. Let's talk a little bit for a second, Joe. We love you, Patrick Mahomes. He was exciting. Uh, how was your time in Boston? It was good. Two Celtics games, two wins. Sadly, my cousins didn't get to see Campbell Walker, but I did. Happy for Campbell Walker. Right. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. I'm, so, I'm sad that Ennis Cantor didn't play, but then he comes back and has a double-double, 16 points, three rebounds, and I'll say nine assists. Yep. Was it, was it exciting being in the city? Yep. And so we had some good food, we had some good laughs, and... Really just a great trip to be able to go on over there and take a look at the TD Garden. Boston's we, my home, baby. You love that dirty water. Um, <laughs> and I think it was a lot of fun to be able to go into the TD Garden. We went on a great tour of the garden when it was empty. We had an opportunity to see jerseys and memorabilia and all the great banners and the rafters. And it was really super exciting to be able to go and, and, and see things through the sports museum. It was a lot of fun, and we, we can't wait to go back. But pretty soon, the NBA is going to start the playoffs, and then all of a sudden, it's going to start getting warmer outside, and baseball season is going to begin as well. So we'll be interested to see uh, if we can get out to a few baseball games this year as well. We have Marlin Stadium that we've seen. We've seen Fenway Park. I'm going to need to take you to Yankee Stadium. I'm yep. going to need to take you to um, City Field where the Mets play. So there's a lot of great things that are that are coming i want to see pittsburgh and who knows we might even get on a couple of the rj's tours so that's fun as well tell me for tell me for a minute about now your basketball team the raiders um the viking raiders Raiders. you only have a couple weeks left i think you're ending your season with a double header and you actually scored your first points versus the team we played today in the week and the week before I went to Boston. Absolutely. Scored your first two points. Yep. So it was a nice pass into the post. As soon as you got it, you put it on up and swish. First two points of the year. Yep. You're a great defender as well. And I think it's it's fun, all the different drills that we've been doing in the garage when it comes to dribbling drills and the opportunity to play defense and your shooting drills, it's all starting to come together for you. They say when the game starts to slow down a little bit that you see the plays almost happening. You know, you're only a second grader, so it's really fun. And then all of a sudden, um, baseball season's going to be coming soon. Today it was hard to make a basket enough for even got passed to because usually it's an eight-foot rim, but they they kicked it up to – Two feet. Yeah, so it, it required a little extra strength to be able to get it up that high. And um, today was definitely a, a tough matchup. Now, Joe, there's a lot of things going on in Boston sports. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady still hasn't decided exactly what he's doing yet. Mookie Betts. Mookie Honor. Betts. We got a situation with him, don't we? 
I'm not talking about, I'm not saying Goner like home run. I'm saying Goner to LA Dodgers. Yeah, now that trade is actually being looked at again because one of, a couple of the players that the Red Sox are supposed to be getting back, uh, they're checking into some of their uh, medical and their physical um, if, if they're going to be able to do well and pitch and things. So I think that that trade may actually still go through, but it may change its form a little bit. Wait, so Mookie Betts is saying he could come back to the Red Sox? I don't believe that that's going to happen. I think that Mookie and David Price, um, they're going to they're gonna head out to L.A., but the Red Sox may end up getting another player or maybe you know some sort of a... Um, Who did they get for right field? I think it was Verduga was the name. Oh, I heard someone about, like, last name was Henry. No, I don't think it was Henry. Oh, oh Henry, meaning that that's the owner of the Red Sox, John Henry. Oh, you know, was the catcher. No. Um, and, you know, the funny thing is, you know who else John Henry used to be the owner of before the Red Sox? Who? The Marlins. Before so, Derek Jeter? Exactly. Exactly. So, hopefully... You know, the Sox, they're going to be competitive this year, and they're going to have a chance to keep up with some of the other teams. But there are definitely going to be some really, really good teams in baseball this year. The Yankees are going to be there again. It looks like the Angels are really going to be there because they have Mike Trout, they have Otane, and they, they got Rendon now Shea from the Nationals. Uh, Shohei, is it Otani? That's the guy who both pitches and hits. And then, of course, the Dodgers. Who do the Dodgers have? <clears throat> was uh, Cody Ballinger, right? Cody Ballinger and Mookie Betts. Cody Ballinger and Mookie Betts. Yeah, so they're going to be really good as well. Yeah. Well, we are uh, so excited to be back in our studio home, and we thank you so much for listening. Joe, why don't you ask them to, wh- what happens when our listeners um, enjoy our work? What do you want them to do? I want them to um, like the video subscribe and get notified exactly rate and review us on apple if you can let joseph know some feedback if you even that we even have a uh, mechanism that will allow you to if some of the uh his teammates or some of the kids listening want to do a little voice a little voicemail we can even incorporate and stitch that into the podcast. podcast so if Give us a shout-out, and, and we'll definitely include you on the next one so you can hear yourself on the radio, whether it's in the car or you listen to, at the house. We wanted to thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sliders and Curveballs. Thanks for tuning in. And, and remember to hit the like button. Hit the like button. Love you, Joseph. Had a good time with you. Love you too, Dad. And we'll see you next time on Sliders and Curveballs. Bye-bye. Bye.